This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Lather Talk. Today, we're talking to the CEO and founder of Henson Shaving, Daniel Jancy. Welcome to the show, Daniel. We're so glad to have you on today. Hey man, how's it going? Good to be here. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Gerard. Gerard, how's it going? Doing great. Hello, everyone. Nice to see you. Nice to meet you, Daniel. <laughs> Sir. Just, just mixing things up. I know sometimes, uh, Gerard, I introduced you before, so keeping you on your toes. <laughs> always. Yeah. Well, Daniel, started already. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it starts early. Screw, screw the plan. <laughs> what plan? We don't. You plan. think there's plans? <laughs> there's no plan. You think we planned this? <laughs> Thank you for the credit. Well, Daniel, uh, for those uh, for, for our listeners who might not be familiar with Henson Shaving, do you mind sharing a little bit of background about how the company started and what you guys do? Sure. Um. Uh, Henson Shaving is a company that was formed from myself and my brothers. Uh, my brothers have an aerospace machine shop, and my background is in e-commerce. And so we've always wanted to do life together. We, we grew up together. Our kids go to school together. And at one point, for eight years, we lived together, all three of our families, and on a, like a compound. It was a really neat experience. And um, so we've always wanted to work together, but I'm like super digital, and they're super... I would say analog, but digital version of analog manufacturing. Mm. So their business for the last 20 years has been like manufacturing of, I'll say like very sensitive components. Their business is to make satellite uh, fixtures that are uh, excessively complex where other traditional manufacturers would struggle to uh, manufacture. So they're kind of this, this like rescue shop or this like shop that will do the parts that uh, most other shops would struggle to hit. And so that's kind of become their niche a little bit, um, kind of the high complexity, uh, tight tolerance components. And so I was kind of sitting here eating popcorn and watching them for 20 years run their business, wishing that I was a part of it. And um, they always saw the digital world quick moving and fast growth. And and they were always like, you know, lucky you to double my business. I need to spend $40 million on machines for you to double your business. Your website has to grow a little bit more, you know, like, um, so they've always wanted to, we've always wanted to mix businesses. And so, um, about a year and a half ago, there was a very brief window. There was a major satellite manufacturer, um, that went bankrupt and we had, I think nine machines working for them at the time. And so there was some, there was some emotional, what the heck are we going to do here? And we said, Hey, like maybe that was the chance. Um, and we knew we wanted to make a razor. We, we kind of figured, we kind of had this like preconceived notion that if we could apply what we've learned on manufacturing, like man- manufacturing can be tricky. It's, it, it's, it can be really hard and these guys have gotten really good at it. And so I kind of just thought, gosh, if I could, if I could get these guys to make something for the, that a customer could feel that, that the customer would have a chance to feel what, what these guys do every day to hit the tolerance that they do. 
so the design that my brother came up with for the AL13 relies very much on um, tight tolerances. It require it, the total blade exposure being 1.3 thousandths of an inch. Um, if you're off by half a thou, you've got, what is that, like, you know, 42 something percent too much blade exposure. That's a lot for half a thou, for half of a thousandth of an inch. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we basically thought if we could hold these tolerances at scale, we would be able to make a product that if you handed it to somebody without any explanation or, you know, arm twisting, they would kind of think it's, 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 it's a good, like we thought we could make a good, a good razor. So we got to work designing the AL13. We made it. We put it on the market in 2020. I believe it was July. Um, and um, they sold. And so then we made more. And now those are selling. So we're just kind of doing our best to keep the wheels on the bus here and um, keep everything keep everything working. The, the, the product's selling and we're having, a, we're having a great time. So everybody's just... We're having, we're having the time of our lives. We're just having a great time. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. Before, so kind of like uh, in that gap where uh, you and your brothers were thinking what to manufacture, were there any other products like in consideration besides a safety razor? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I can't, I, I'm actually going to say this without their permission. So this is just going to be my, my take. <laughs> okay. Um, it's careful because I have to like speak for everybody. There's a lot of sure. like there's a lot of machinists, like there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who have their hands in this jar. I don't mean like shares and stuff. I mean, equity and any of that. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people whose heart has been put into this. Like this is 20 years of like paying, paying, you know, keeping employees on payroll, uh, buying new machines when you, when you want to grow your company. Like this has been 20 years of these guys keeping this business alive that has mm-hmm. now been able to stay alive long enough to birth something um, that's so impactful as what I think the AL 13 could be. So I have to be careful how I speak to this, but I'll answer the question from my perspective. I didn't want to get into a novelty, uh, business. I don't want to get into a business where the tolerances are a gimmick or that they're for, for, for fake reasons. Um, I have a, uh, 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 razor on my desk here. This is one of my early, the early, early ones when we were experimenting with anodizing and we had a plastic, uh, bushing on the bottom and all these this is like an early one and the blade exposure on this is it's off by a little bit and i you can feel it mm. so i can't think of another business where the tolerances aren't uh just a story yeah these tolerances are real if you miss them you'll feel it and when you hit them it's nice and so I couldn't see another product. There was lots of stuff we could have made anything from fidget spinners to pens, to knives, to, but the, 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 the difference between the um, AL 13 holding the tolerances that it does and um, some other razors that are on the market. um, The constant thing that we saw with other razors was blade support Uh, was a lack of blade support. Not so much in the safety razor market, but in the cartridge market. If you look at a cartridge razor underneath the microscope, you can like grab a pen, you can push the blades and like they're not supported very firmly. And so our basic hypothesis was that if we support the blade really well, then all of a sudden in those tolerances, I'm air quoting for those listening on audio versions, the tolerances, the marketing buzzwords, aerospace, like they actually result in a product a product value difference. 
versus if we went into a product that was like a novelty where the tall, like if I said, here's a one inch by one inch cube, it would sit on your desk and say that's one inch exactly. It's a novelty that doesn't have that utility to it. So the shave, the, the difference that the AL13, the shave that it's giving is directly attributable back to the, the, in, in the way that it was manufactured. So to me, the reason we chose a razor and not another product was because mm-hmm. it was an example, uh, it was a really good chance for the tolerances to actually be the difference maker and therefore have a legitimate, uh, in my opinion, a legitimate product. That, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. Although I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because I'm thinking like, well, yeah, there's, there, there are plenty of other things a machine shop could, could pick on uh, that are just yeah. like, you know, common, common products, the kind of sure, you know, like surefire wins. So I, I, so I was curious about that because a safety razor, it could, yeah, like, like you said, like maybe you're coming in if, um, I wasn't sure what your knowledge on, you know, on wet shaving and, and like safety razors were beforehand, but it's like, None. this is just like what something like the hipsters are doing to like tap into something that's like vintage or was, you know, like, like, you know, cool for their grandpas or something. So, so let me be really clear about something. We, we, we are not wet shavers. Like we are not, uh, there was, I think there's one person on the team who you could maybe call a wet shaver. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not wet shavers. This is not a passion project where, you know, we were so excited about, shaving this was a we are uh in our dna and the brother and myself and my two brothers dna is and sometimes annoyingly is we're problem solvers we will often be the people who are at a friend's house you know trying to to make something right whether it be you know helping them with a layout downstairs like we're just we're the type of people that would like enjoy we get personal satisfaction out of fixing a problem so I wasn't, as a non-wet shaver, I wasn't happy with the products that I saw on the market. Mm-hmm. And um, from a manufacturing perspective, my brothers did uh, some research and said, look, like we see the way that these people um, are making these products and we think that we could make one that's different. Mm-hmm. And so we all kind of collectively saw almost like at the exact same time, the opportunity for all say like a... a I would say a precision, I can't even use some words now because they've been, you've been used so much, but a razor that holds these ludicrous tolerances. So mm-hmm. we thought that if we, if we could apply what we thought would be good physics principles, like fulcrums and leverage, like if you walk out a diving board, it gets the tensile strength of the diving board doesn't change. You're just distance from the fulcrum does. So it gets more bouncy the further you walk away. All of a sudden we have like this gnarly monster grip on the thing. And then all of a sudden there's no chatter, there's no vibration and there's no less irritation um, just as a result of physics. So we knew that we wanted to play in the literal and matter of fact game. We wanted to, we wanted to make something that didn't need a whole bunch of marketing or um uh, Mark, really, Mark. We didn't want to have to like make mm-hmm. a product that we had to chase all the customers around and say, "Hey, you know." Although we do, we do have ads for the record, but we wanted a something that would kind of sell itself. <laughs> Coming from the guy who's responsible for the sales, I kind of want a product that sells itself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> lucky for me, right? <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. Okay. And and thanks for being upfront about your your background. Um, we we were we and we were talking a little bit about this uh, before we started recording. Just um, you know. Uh, People who enter the wet shaving space, people who are making razors, brushes, soap, and whatever, 
we shouldn't assume and speaking as a hobbyist we shouldn't assume it's someone that's coming from within the community there there's great innovation to be had and improvements and just variety of products from people coming from all over so um so thanks for putting that uh, out there uh since we since we are kind of talking about wet shaving community and whatnot what has the response been of the wet shaving community so more people we would call as hobbyists like uh, what's their response to to the products of henson shaving um, well, from our perspective, we were kind of worried um, when we started, you know, when we first did research on the wet shaving industry, it, I don't want to say it seemed fickle, but it seemed like it was difficult to, if I were to make a spreadsheet of everybody's feedback on specific products, um, the spreadsheet would be not random, but pretty close to it. You know, we've gotten feedback that our razor has got a handle that's too short and we have people that saying it's too long. You know what I mean? So we're kind of in this like really tricky, weird spot in the middle where we've got these like physics pursuits where we believe that if you have the right geometry, the right leverage and the right materials with the right cutting angle, et cetera, um, then, you know, you'll achieve a, a result. And then we have what everybody's saying. And so we kind of thought we would get like, I, I wouldn't say like lit up, but we thought we would be like torched, you know, because essentially we've made this razor that, I mean, like imagine that like, Elon Musk comes out with autopilot, you know, and then there's all the people who like learned to drive when they were 16 on the dirt roads, you know, out back in the country. And they're like, Hey, you're taking away something. You're taking away the pursuit of something that we enjoy. There's you're taking you and your autopilot, albeit, you know, is something that's beneficial for society. Mm -hmm. There's going to be an element of society. That's going to say, Hey, we kind of like driving. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And all of a sudden, so Henson comes out and we're like, hey, we're going to sandwich this blade right in between two perfectly aligned parallel pieces of metal such that nothing more than the exactly calculated amount of material can come underneath it, thus kind of alleviating the requirement to like actually know how to shave. So then you go into a community whose like personal pride and joy is learning to master and wield a tool that if not wielded properly could do serious damage. Then all of a sudden you'd be like, hey, it's now easier. And they're like, cool, you just lowered the bar to entry into our passion project. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine if I said, hey, like, you know, the, the, the height you need to be to get on the ride is now this high. It's like you just you just lowered the bar for entry. So we thought we'd get like kind of lit up. We thought we'd be like not welcomed at all. And there was this really interesting balance between people being like, look, it doesn't have enough, you know, it's not aggressive enough. And I'm like, why, why do you want something more aggressive? Like it doesn't do a really great, but you want to feel it. You want to choose the angle and you want to have that sense of pursuit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Kids don't like playing tag with, you know, stationary kids. They like the chase. And so um, when we were talking about this product, we were, we were genuinely worried that not worried, but we were genuinely expecting to have people say, you've eliminated the chase and that isn't fun. And albeit that we did get lots of that, we got a ton of cool. That's how it should be done. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so we kind of got this weird mixture between like, ah, it's not aggressive enough and I can't feel the blade hashtag. Is it in yet? Like there was all sorts of like, <laughs> you know, are you even like, this isn't real. And then there's this other group of people that have like shaving has been painful for a long time. Now it's not. So mm. we're kind of this like in the middle zone yeah. between getting, you know, fried from some people and other people going, holy smokes, we, you know, it, I'm, we, the reviews that we get, you know, we're, 
everyone in our family has found ourselves reading them just because we all like hearing that people are happy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there'll be lots of comments from people that are like, I've been looking for this razor for 50 years. And, um, you know, we didn't know that that was the case when we made it. We kind of theorized it might be, the goal was to make something that nine out of 10 people would agree is objectively better than their alternative. Um, That was the goal. Um, Right now we're sitting at around, we think we're sitting around 98, 98%. Our return rate is 2%. On the 30,000 razors we've sold, I think we've had like 500 returns. Okay. And um, half of them, the razor actually, they shipped it. (laughs) So sometimes people will like write angry letters to us about the razor not working. And then they ship it back to us and they ship it to us like this. With a, it's upside down. With <laughs> and I'm like, plate so, upside down. I, so I said to my brother, I was like, oh, hey, no. can we can we make it so they can't assemble it upside down? He's like, I mean, I, 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 no. You know? You know? <laughs> no. Um, it's not, if you don't understand, I mean, sorry. So I, that, it's not the first time I've seen people do that. Mm. Which is hilarious. It's like, you know, like, oh, I got this terrible shave with this razor. And, you know, like, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like, you know, like, everyone's talking about how good it is. Like, all right, can, can you post a setup? Is there something wrong with maybe, like, the threading? Is there an alignment issue? And literally, it's like, oh, uh, the, base plate, pl- the base plate's upside down. Upside down, yeah. <laughs> Com- yeah. Com- completely uh, not not put together properly you should probably uh switch that i mean like it's like tech support right like have you tried turning on your computer like oh sorry that never occurred to me move move your mouse yeah Uh, what's the mouse Uh, is your computer plugged in arrow on the screen (laughs) (laughs) no move the mouse if you move it if you look there's a big arrow that'll go on the screen yeah well you you always got to factor in user error right so even with even with razors yeah um, elon says uh elon says quite clearly all user input is error if we have to explain how to do it we're already wrong so Mm. we're we're trying to figure ways to make it i mean we ship it assembled i i mean i (laughs) i don't know i'm out of ideas for how to make it more simple but hey 98 percent. i think like 60 percent of the population likes apple so if uh if our if our if we're sitting around somewhere in the 90s i think we're in a decent spot so yeah if sure. any of those 500 people are our listeners and and they just heard this uh there is no shame no one none of us will know the better <laughs> if you end up uh getting the razor again and figuring out that, that was the problem <laughs> uh, I know, exactly. just do not do you know you don't tell us and and none of us yep. know the better yeah <laughs> If you left a if you left Daniel an angry email or one of his colleagues, you know you can say, "Oh, sorry guys, my bad. That that one's on me." <laughs> oh, um, okay. Well, thanks for sharing the responses. And just to like, I don't know if you have the data for this too, but um, how about I've always thought that the design uh, personally. So I would say the handle is on the longer longer slender side compared to other razors on the market. However. I think given the ease of ease of use for your razor and that handle combined with the weight, it should be really appealing to women wet shavers. I'm just wondering if you have any uh, responses from that, you know, from, from uh, women customers regarding that. Uh, So we have, Um, we have got a lot of responses uh, from women customers. Most of our sales uh, right now are from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think um, yesterday, probably, less than a, maybe 20% of sales were from marketing. 
and 80% of sales were um, from some form of word of mouth okay. um, or non, non-attributable, not attributed to uh, marketing efforts. So um, one of the things that we have found out is that women um, are talking about our product um, and uh, to be careful how much detail I get into, because some of it's not my business, but uh, okay. they're telling us that for some parts of their body, it's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. Okay. It's uh, an experience where the simplicity, remember I was talking about not having to learn. Um, there's some parts of your body where you don't want to learn. Uh, you, mm. you want to like, you, you just want it to work. And so for legs and ankles and, uh, and thighs and, and, and all the bendy parts, then they're saying, Hey, look, like it, it, it's doing a really good job. And so I think actually more of our, um, this more of our, uh, people are, we're sort of transitioning from the wet shaving community, which by the way, total hat tip. Um, it's the reason we're here. Um, we would not, I mean, the, 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 the early days uh, sales were mm-hmm. the confidence and the comments and the feedback and the letters. My gosh, we've had people come to the office and, and to, like tour the factory. Like the, the, the love from the community was what really commissioned us to kick this into high gear. So we're by no means, you know, uh, not appreciative or uh, thankful in any way. Um, a tad surprised. Uh, and I think hum- humble, uh, uh, like, yes, but also um, we're seeing a transition. Um, now we're getting word spreading among cartridge users. And a lot of those are females and female cartridge users being like, hey, I've been paying the pink tax for a long time. And I mean, at three bucks a head or $2 and 50 cents a head, uh, it adds up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're seeing people spending 12, 13, $15 a month on shaving. And now they're spending that uh, with our, with our system, with our razor um, every five years. So, you know what I mean? Like imagine coming to market being like, Hey, you don't have to shave the day before anymore. And it's one one sixtieth of the cost. Like it's some ludicrously uh, it's, it's a decent order of magnitude less of cost so yeah we're seeing a the women definitely catch on with this and uh and now they're telling people about it potentially one sixtieth of the cost unless they want to collect all of the colors and then all of the (laughs) various materials i mean it's only like a third yeah yeah right still (laughs) yeah yeah. you can buy like every razor we make and it's a third you still Still coming out in the green. We did early days. We did some calculation. I was like, mm. had a couple beers one night, and I was like, wait a second. What if you stuck like twelve dollars a month into like an investment? Like, what if you got somebody a Henson when they were married? You know, as like a wedding present, and mm. the kid turns eighteen. It came out to like it came out to like almost twenty thousand bucks for like twenty. I think it was twenty five years. It came out to like twenty grand if you put it into like a respect. razors. Yeah, yeah. As opposed That's- to. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, like, imagine being like, oh, yeah, my face hasn't hurt for 20 years. And oh, by the way, happy 25th birthday, kid. Uh, my mom, mom and I are out. Like, we're, out, we're going to, like, Bermuda for a year. Like, it, it's a, it's a, we were even thinking about, like, partnering with, like, UNICEF or something early and being like, let's put this, like, $13, $15 a month to good use. And I thought it would just convolute the buying process. But um, why the Razor Company partner with UNICEF? That's stupid. Like, there's no way to win. But we thought it was a cool idea, but didn't do it. So no, it's a, it was a, there was a whole bunch of neat options as to what we could 
This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What we could make turn into some marketing gimmick about how much money you could be saving. We just kind of steered clear and say, you know, let people do their own math. Not getting enough drama, talking smack, or hooligan hijinks from your regular forums, social media, or Reddit? Well, the Lather Talk Discord is not for you. Sorry to disappoint. But if you're looking for a cool place to hang out with fellow traditional shaving degenerates, come on down to the Lather Talk Discord. Share your shave of the days, mail calls, or talk about your favorite hardware or software and just about everything in between. Once again, that's Lather Talk Discord. Check out the link below. Great, great responses and cool, cool to hear about also kind of word of mouth within uh, women shavers because I, I think that's definitely, um, speaking from the wet shaving community side of things, it is heavily male. I, I, don't, I don't have any numbers for us, for you listeners, but it's... Let's just say lots. Just lots. More than half. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because it's, I mean, more than, more than we, we all have body hair, no matter what right. gender we are, right. you know? Right, yeah. right. So it, it it makes sense, and that's great news. I'm I'm glad that uh, word of mouth because I, I always thought that this would be great for women who want to get into um, to using a safety razor. Um, I did want to pivot slightly though because we've been talking a lot a lot about the AL13, and I did want to find out a little bit more information about um, you know. So that came out. So how did the development and release of the uh, TI22, your titanium razor, how that come about? Um, I don't know. I think it was a bit of a flex. I think that there's a bit of mm-hmm. utility in the increase in weight, but I think if we're being honest, there's a lot of flex in it. Okay. Um, the titanium is like, like it, it was, it was like the guys who made the parts for the Mars Rover in our shop. My brother said to me one day, he's like, if this, this razor has them pissed, like they were, it, this razor took a long time to make. And the guys who made the Mars, the Mars Rover parts were like, this is significantly harder than what we made on the, for the stuff we have on the international space station. That was hard. Like we've got some gnarly parts in in space that we're really proud of. And by the way, I say, we just to clear this up since I was 12 years old, I've been at my brother's shop working, sweeping the floors, um, cutting my typing hands up. And uh, just, I'm not a mechanical person by any means. My hands are soft and I work on computers, but um, I've been there my whole life and Mm -hmm. I'm them. And if anything were to happen to that company, I'd be, uh, I'd be, I'd be in it with them just the same as they are. So I say we, just to be very clear, they're the manufacturer We're uh, and they own a a chunk of Henson and, and we're in it together. But just, I say we like we're in OEM and original equipment manufacturer. 
but there's they're they're a they're a 20 year veteran shop yeah. and we're a, a brand new company just in case it's like what's we and how it doesn't sticky sure. it's we are literally one entity um and well we we, we i talk like we're one entity because uh, i feel that we are there's no i don't believe there's any person on this team who's any more or less responsible for the the production of, of where we're at now uh we were kind of joking about it over a beer the other day we're there is not a an S, but just a shred. Like if Ryan, if my brother Ryan wouldn't have done, if we wouldn't have kept the business for twenty years, if Brad wouldn't have had such talented machinists to to do what they're like, we if we wouldn't have brought in the e-commerce, this never would have gone anywhere. So you know, it's what's the thing about a three way catalyst? Like if any of the three aren't there, then it it doesn't exist. So we're in that spot. But anyway, um, getting back to your point, we are um, we are not we didn't create the titanium because the aluminum was lacking. Right. So um, let's say that you were going to just shave with a razor in your hand. Uh, For those on audio, I'm holding a blade. You know, if you shave with a razor, if you were to just hold the blade, you'd you'd cut your face off. Okay. So cool. So let's call the value gap from zero to, you know, any razor, let's call that a significant improvement over just holding a blade. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is then you make the the holder well and it becomes significantly better. And then if you make it well, er, 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 then it fades. And so what happens is there's a typical uh, line of thinking or way of thinking in um, the wet shaving community where uh, weight matters. And and it does. For a lot of razors, it does. Weight matters, inertia matters, physics, inertia is a thing. Uh, eliminating chatter is a thing because you've got more weight and it has, it doesn't hit that resonant frequency where it wants to bounce along your skin because the, the tension of it riding along your skin relative to the weight uh, don't, don't oscillate. There, there's a whole bunch of reasons that people have become akin to heavier razors. The AL13's design is not such that it requires that extra inertia. It's a, it's a very efficient razor. It's cutting angle at 30 degrees plus blade support. Um, is going to result in significantly less chatter. And a lot of people will be shocked that even if they're used to heavier razors, they'll find that the lighter razor um, does very well. They'll find that it's, it's, a, it's, it's good. So what happens is, is there's this massive drop in utility. There's this massive drop in value going from a $70 razor to $250 razor. Like, what is that? Like, is it, it's completely a flex. It is like a, it is a, <laughs> If I were to explain to you what's involved in this razor, like there is titanium, uh, there's a titanium handle with a tungsten insert that connects to a threaded brass insert that reconnects into titanium with a tungsten bushing. There's like three of the like ugliest materials to manufacture titanium and tungsten in this razor, like tungsten. It is a gnarly bastard of a, of, of a material it, it it's it will take your machines they'll spit them out you need mm. to know what you're doing to work with these materials so all of a sudden we make a razor out of titanium that holds two tenths tolerances let's be clear two tenths what that means is a fifth of a thou your hair is probably around four thou actually john your hair is probably like three thou <laughs> so um normal hair is around three to four thou so what happens is take one of those hairs and cut it into 25 pieces. One twenty-fifth of a thickness of your hair is the tolerances that the titanium holds mm. on parallel and blade position. 
So we have multiple pieces all holding two tenth tolerances on titanium. It's actual aerospace. It's like actual satellite mental level of ludicrousness. And um, the problem is, is that then you shave with it and it, it's, it's nice, like it's heavy and it's nice, but do I want to go and tell the whole world that they have to spend 250 American dollars to have a good shave? Hell no, not at all. So the, the drop-off in, I'm going to say like value, like dollars to output. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, a car that, a car that has all the windows, great value, no rain while you're driving. Let's call that good value. Then all of a sudden you get into like heated seats for two days a year. It's like, all right, that was 4,000 bucks. And I used them three times. That's expensive stuff. So the titanium is if you appreciate things that are well-made, you will get you will hold it in your hands and you will experience there are people who will never, ever, 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 even if we offered them their money back, they, they would never return it because they derive so much value from the way that it's made, how proper it is, and, 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 and what it, physically how it shapes. The value is not there above the aluminum. So our priority mm-hmm. is and always will be uh, the aluminum razor in the sense that it's extremely accurate. It's very light and it's, it's, it's cost, it's cost, uh, it's economical to manufacture. You start getting into a brass or a stainless steel. Now all of a sudden you have this increasingly, uh, increasing tool where you've got much more humans that need to be involved. You need to recalibrate your machines. You've got more heat depredation, which means you need to run. You can't run the spindles as fast as you can run, say aluminum. Like we can run aluminum at 46,000 RPMs on our, on 46,000 RPM, five axis CNCs. So we can run them really fast and really hard because we know how to do that gripping gripping these things and holding them in the machine so you can uh, uh, and machine them quickly is in itself an art mm. but um the, generally the, the TI22 is um it's a marvelous output for those who appreciate it and for those who understand what goes into it that's why we took it off the market for a little while it wasn't because we couldn't make it i basically was like the market is not the market doesn't get what went into this. And I got a little bitchy about it. I was like, you know what? We got like two or three people that's like, you know, there was some blemish on it. And I'm like, nah, man, you don't get it. You're not, people aren't getting what goes into what went into this thing yet. And I pulled it off the market until I thought people would care. Ironically, when the next one came out, it was a totally different vibe. Everybody was like, holy crap, this is freaking amazing. Thank you guys so much. We've had like people write us letters being like, we know that this took you 20 years to make. We can tell by looking at it. Uh, we've had other machine shop owners contact us and be like, we don't know how you did this, but congrats. Like it's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been received entirely differently, but, um, but yeah, definitely not a replacement to the AL. Gotcha. And, and when was it that it returned back to the market? Um, boxing day, oh, boxing day, uh, <laughs> where, um, not boxing day, black Friday. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. relatively, re- yeah. We're, we're talking right now, like in January, 2022. So not, not that long ago. Um, uh, and kind of branching off that question, so thanks for giving us the background to the TI-22. Um, got, got a personal request from both myself and also some other people who have the pleasure to use uh, the TI-22. I, actually, I, um, I, I've been able to use all three, the, the mild, the medium, and uh, the aggressive that comes with the titanium. Is there any chance you guys would consider have, making the aggressive base plate available in the AL-13 model? Um, I have no principal reason against it. Uh, I have no, 
Uh, I have no thou shall not. Uh, it's not on the roadmap because um, I think that Henson's job is to simplify uh, shaving, not uh, further make it complex. I think there was a couple comments of people being like, oh, they just want to upsell. I'm like, bullshit. Not a, it, th- this, if we wanted to upsell something, we'd have like a lotion on our website. I wouldn't tell someone to go buy a $250 razor that took like everything my brother's produced in their lifetime worth of work to upsell on somebody. That's not the idea at all. Mm-hmm. The reason that the aggressive doesn't exist in the AL 13 is because if somebody went and bought it on our site, there's an increased probability that they'd have a bad experience. That's all it is. Okay. And so we, you know, if I were to take the governor off of my car and to go take the, uh, the muffler off to increase airflow, the manufacturer would be like, that could get, now you're running increased temperature. And that there's other things that could happen that I have to be aware of that, you know, if you ever noticed, like, um, the customer service team isn't always present in online conversations. So someone can be like, Oh, that razor cut me real good. And I'm going to be in the background, like told you, you know, like, <laughs> like I, we're not there for the conversations. And our goal is to have yeah. a razor that nine out of 10 people say that's friggin' good. And so what happens is there's the medium and there's the mild. After you go more above the mild, there's a very select few set of circumstances where the mild is insufficient. And for those people, um, it's probably due to a nature of preference. And our job is not to chase the tagging, the chase the wagging tail, the dog wagging the tail. I don't insert metaphor here. That's cool. But our job (laughs) isn't to chase preferences. Our job is yeah. to make a razor that's objectively good. And the mild and the medium are objectively good. Would I make them uh, the aggressive? Possibly. I don't think that I'd like put it on the website and market it though. Mm. So um, if somebody wanted it, I'd like make a private link and make 200 of them and then just not be able to get to it. And then if the wet shaving community wanted to like circle it around, they could. No skin off my back. I'm not against that. Um, I'm just not, I don't think that it ought to be marketed. I think it should be simplified, not made more complicated. If that's, that's kind of my best hack of an answer. Gerard, uh, I see you talking, but you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry, using your general math. Sorry about that. You know, it makes sense. You know, if you're trying to make a, a product that's, you know, objectively good, objectively good for like 90%, uh, you know, of the base that's out there, why would you make something for the remaining 10%? This just not, you know, doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense in that, in, in, from that standpoint, I guess. Um, yeah. So let's be clear here. In the event that we were to make the sale process more noisy, um, if we were to just not discombobulate, if we were to bombard somebody with options, the more options you give somebody, I think the word, the, like if I offered you, have you ever been to a restaurant with a menu that's four pages and you're like, and, and no pictures, no pictures, come on. Like, I almost want to be like, bro, what are your specials? And just tell me what to, what, tell me what I should be doing. You're the, you're the waitress. You're the, like, tell me what I should be. Um, In Southern California, we have Cheesecake Factory. That thing is a novel. Cheesecake Factory is a perfect example. That's why I thought it too. Here's a, here's a mini novel. on on the first negative thing I've ever said about Cheesecake Magazine. It it is. We we might be going there. We might be going there tonight because the kids requested it. But (laughs) perfect example of two or one pasta dish. It'll feed like six of you. Okay, (laughs) and a salad. (laughs) So we were basically just like you know, 
why why have all these options? And so if if we were to do it and it were to not be on the main page, I'd be much more likely to do it. If there's like a strong, I mean, I've heard it. I, if more people want it, I mean, I I don't know that. Um, I would be interested in hearing it, and we'll reevaluate. But it's no skin yeah. off our back. It's the machines. It's a it's a dial in. It's it's a, we have the program already written, so it's it's easy for us to do it. Right, because right, that design exists. It's a matter of well, I, I do wonder though, like if, when you switch it to a different material, does that matter at all in, in this case? Uh, no, it's the uh, it definitely does matter with tool selection. Yeah. It needs yeah. to be a lot of stuff redone. But no, we've already. And when I say the program, I yeah. mean we've already got the geometry dialed in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The 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 speeds and feeds of the of the of the mass of the software is all particulars that are none of my concern. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I mean, Daniel, if, if it's a matter of getting more basically we're talking about like get uh, enough names for pre-order ready i think it's i think we might be able to do that because <laughs> I, I mean I've, I've already told you that's something i'm interested in but i know there's a, a number of other people um content creators and otherwise who are interested so uh we, we i might need to follow <laughs> if, if it's possible um if it's as much like we, we need like a minimum buy which totally makes sense i mean, uh, I mean I, it's this isn't about dollars and cents this is about if the, if you guys would if everybody would <laughs> care about it like mm-hmm. so i just don't know that i don't know yeah. it, it's a i don't know it's a thing i've i've heard it a couple times but yeah. maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong but it's certainly not going to be like a cornerstone of our business but Ru- something oh, yes. you just make for for people who want it yeah and, and see john all we're doing is like like presenting another chance for FOMO okay <laughs> like if you know for people just to get something FOMO that no else will sells have. <laughs> <laughs> FOMO no, does like, sell yeah, yeah well, for, for all the for all the wrong reasons <laughs> uh well um th- thank you for uh entertaining my my question and uh it makes sense I I am all for a easier onboarding process, especially because, like, sure, the, the West Shaven community hobbyists are going to think about what we want, right? And that yeah. is, like, what we kind of have tried. Um, uh, I, like you said, a titanium razor is a luxury product. Uh, being, Very much. Gerard and I have talked about it. It's man jewelry. Uh, uh, well, it's jewelry because anyone, anyone can buy it. It's not gender specific. <laughs> it's jewelry. Yeah. And then you want to go talk about, like, put a nice polish on it. If we anodize it with some pretty colors, right? I mean, it's it's a flex. Somebody just did that. Oh, who did I mean, that? It's the, it's um, the Rolex of grooming, the Rolex, right? Yeah. right. But, well, actually, Rolex Rolex actually in their early days differentiated themselves based on literal and actual manufacturing chops. So Rolex early days was earned, not necessarily. It was like actually like back in the day when keeping time was like the, the, the early days are, are gone. Though. Yeah, early, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But they started off with good intentions. It was like yeah. single. It was like, it, it, it's a single function device. Okay, yes. this is twenty twenty two. Oh right. no, I know. But the manufacturing, yeah, like there, there's there's some art. I just know. pissed off the watch community. I know. Okay? Come on, natural. <laughs> It can be artistic how a watch is designed. But, uh, absolutely, sorry, no, absolutely. Sorry, Daniel. Absolutely. <laughs> but your your. Uh, what I was saying was that Rolex yeah. started early days with like actual, you know, analog chops in the <laughs> yes. line, right? And so, you know, if you look at the titanium, it's definitely got some utility. Uh, it's extremely heavy, and um, it's really it's very nice to handle. Um, but again, just down to the utility of the shave, it doesn't, it doesn't put it this way. It's not six times better. It's not five times better. Uh, like it is in price. Like my watch that's free 
uh, yeah. at a dollar store <laughs> keeps time. You know, I mean, Rolex knows that there's a deprivating curve in utility. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think since we're kind of on this uh, on this thread of like different variations uh, that could be in the Henson shaving razors, uh, a lot of our listener questions uh, basically are those kind of questions. Would you consider this? Would you consider that? So, do you mind if I if we, uh, if I uh, present some of those questions to you right now? Sure. All right. Okay. So this is uh, first one here is from Nate Bauermeister. Uh, Nate asks, any plans on making another razor a double edge or single edge? Say that again. Any plans making under the razor a double edge? Oh, another razor. Another razor. Sorry. Oh, another razor. Another razor. Whether it's double edge or single edge. No. No. No, not at all. Um, No. I think that... um, this is where it gets tricky, right? You have to like think of like companies' jobs are to like not run out of money. That's when they die. Do, 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 boo, game over. Like when companies run out of money, that's when they die. So um, uh, the the goal here is to stay alive, and so we have to do what the customer wants. Hey, customer wants this. Why don't you go do that? But at the same time, we can't allow the knee-jerk reaction to desire to expand on something that's functionally very good uh, to potentially um, its downfall. The AL-13 is very good. It is a good, it's a, it is a well-made, geometrically proper, geometrically, it, it's geometry, it, it, it's doing, it does a good job. Mm-hmm. And so what we don't want to do is be like, hey, let's go expand on that. What we're seeing right now is word is like spreading that like, you know, there's this razor out there that's really good. And I don't believe that the way to expand that footprint is by making a different one. I think the way to expand that is to make um, very, very insignificant changes that improve what we hypothesized would make a better shave that we know now that we didn't know when we first made it. So that's the direction we're going in. We're going in the direction where we're going to improve the AL 13, not try to make a competitive product to it in any way. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It it does. And I, I just paused a bit because I think that kind of, that answers, fo- you know, like follow up questions to that. Um, for example, like, Multiple people ask, uh, would you ever consider making a stainless steel razor? I'm not against stainless steel. Um, I have no problem with stainless steel is a beautiful material. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous material that is, um, oh, how do I categorize stainless steel? Stainless steel is the common thread that the shaving industry is used to, primarily because of the I think that if you were to compare stainless steel and titanium, titanium is a little bit more of a flex, to be clear. Like you need to have different permissions and regulations when you're working with steam, uh, with titanium. It has, I don't want to say self-combustible, but like borderline self-combustible properties to it while you're machining it, which means you need to have fire suppression. Your mm. shop needs to be graded for it. Um, you need to be able to source titanium from consistent and, and valid suppliers. 
um, you know, it, titanium is a tad more of a flex and it's a little bit, um, by the way, I say a flex, uh, showing off for the sake of showing off, uh, <laughs> a show. Um, so titanium is a little bit more of a flex than stainless is stainless has some really beautiful properties with it's like anti-corrosive. It's really strong. It's got hard rock. Well, um, it's a little less tricky to machine than titanium, but not a whole lot less. Uh, it's probably in the similar, um, you know, speeds and feeds, uh, how quickly you can manufacture it is probably very similar to titanium. Um, titanium has just a little bit more of a, uh, flair to it in our opinion. Um, I don't know if there's any necessary other than the slight weight change would be any, any properties that would be inherently different in stainless other than you're sort of are more in line with people's expectations. There'd be a small price reduction, but not a significant one. Hmm. Um, I think what everybody's kind of looking for is this like halfway step between titanium and aluminum. Yeah. And um, here's where we're, and I'll just, I'm just going to be, I'll talk to you like you, there was no veil and no curtain. There's just, there's the shop. So the shop's over there behind me, 10 kilometers. Actually, it's that way for this, but this example, it's back here. So um, to make the stainless steel razor, you need to have seriously heavy automation to do this even remotely cost cost economically. Um, If you were making, I don't want to hold up somebody else's razor. If you were to make a regular safety razor with two and a half thou tolerances, meaning here's your line and you have to be two and a half thou this way and two and a half thou this way within spec. So this is your room for error, okay? On the camera, I'm moving my, I got, you know, Mm -hmm. a decent amount of space here. Mm -hmm. The tolerance is that the stainless steel and titanium uh, Henson would be so so much smaller than that at two tenths, so many more things matter. Do you know what I mean? The temperature of your two, of your machine matters. The temperature of the coolant flowing into your machine matters. Um, your tool wear matters, which means now, you know, every time you make an operation, you need to go back and measure your tool wear to make sure that that tool wear was as predicted. Because now all of a sudden on those two-tenths tolerances, your, your tool wear needs to be right exactly where you expect it to be. And, and dozens more things that probably nobody will care about that just make it very difficult to sustain tolerances that this design requires that, that doesn't really show up in a marketing pamphlet. You know what I mean? Like if I were to go out and be like, hey, everybody, here's the stainless steel. We're over here like, <clears throat> here you go. You know, it's like really freaking hard. And they're yeah. like, it's not a blinder show on it. We're like, oh God, never mind. Like it's really freaking hard to make these. So we're trying to figure out like, where are we going to do well? And if we make 150 of them and it's like really freaking hard to make, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, does it, does anyone even really care? So we're sitting here where we're like, look, we know that everybody wants the aluminum. Um, we know that like, while we're on the phone, we've sold a bunch of them. Like they're, they're selling every few minutes now. And so we have proof positive that that's what, people want. And I'm just not, I have no knowledge of whether or not the, the market, it's the same as answer as the aggressive. I don't have anything yeah. against it. Yeah. I'm just not willing to demonstrate. Like it's the same reason we don't have shaving cream. You know, um, mm. most businesses in our space, if you do the math on customer acquisition costs, overhead manufacturing, there's no money in this. 
Do you know, like there's no, there's no way to, this isn't a profitable, it's not supposed to be a profitable business, which is why you'll see companies make these gift baskets and lotion packs and they'll, they'll start. And I have no intention of producing a, a, a shaving cream only because that I can attest with reasonably high degree of confidence that our geometry results in a really good shave for people. I don't know how to say that with shaving cream. I don't know how to say this will work for everybody. Cause I don't know what you, I don't know. You got really nice skin and I got really not nice. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So it, I don't know how to make chemistry that applies to all the skin types the same. And if you were to go and ask everybody what their favorite lotion is, they'll all argue with you and that's fine. It's okay. I don't know what you want to smell like. And I don't want to guess that's for you to go to the smelling community and pick which one you like the most, not for me yeah. to choose on your behalf. But I can choose the cutting angle on your behalf because you'll appreciate that. Hmm. So we're trying our best to be like demonstrably confident, like demonstrably competent. We want to have a product that is good, not a business model that is super good. And our goal was if you make a product that's good, you can get around the need for the business model that might not be good because your product's good. And if people tell each other about it, then your costs for acquisition go down. And if your costs per acquisition of a new customer go down, now all of a sudden 10 bucks, you know, a couple bucks profit per piece is like possible now because you're not like out there spending all your money on marketing all day. Like this is like the page right out of Elon Musk's book. Like that he's crushing other car competitors because he doesn't have to advertise because his freaking product is good. So like, what's the difference between the 2021 F-150 and the 2020? I don't know. But I'll tell you, my Model 3 Tesla outside is, it's embarrassingly better than the other cars. It's really good. And I've told more people about that than people watching commercials. So now his sales are crushing it and his profitability is crushing it because the product is good. So where we keep running into issues with aggressive and stainless and lotions are all kind of the same answer. Make something that's objectively good and stand on that and stop with the other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, stop with the noise. Um, and our goal is to be like marketing zero shortly. Like we don't want to be this big, huge company scaling and buying. And oh my gosh, the guys who did Dollar Shave Club, what are they like? They raised like hundreds of millions of dollars. They finally sold, they got like 20 million bucks. Like they, they did this massive company and, 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 and they're, they, it all got eaten up by my gosh, if we went and did a raise and you'd need to overpay for all these extra things and all that money would have to go somewhere right now, we're selling the razor for like a few bucks more at the end of the month than what it costs to get it to you. Like, like anyone who has the AL 13 is like 10 bucks away from having their, like the cost like, it's not a lot. Like, if you look at all the bills, FedEx, getting it to you, customer service, it's not a lot. There's not a lot of money in this. Like, anyone, we've got someone commented, they're like, $70 for this razor, like, you must be nuts. I'm like, bro, the machine that measured the razor was a million dollars. It's a million dollars just for the ruler to measure this, this product. Like, we're in an order of magnitude different here than traditional manufacturing. And the only way that it all works is product competence. Our job as the, I'm pointing at my office at the Henson team here. You know, we got Danielle in customer service. We got Matt who's doing all our web stuff and Ashley. 
everyone's job here is simply to expose the product that Ryan and my brothers made to the world in hopes that we just like stand back and let like kind of let the relationship happen where our job is to expose someone to the product for them to use it for them to like it and tell somebody else Mm. all I have to do is not get in the way of that you know I have to just shut up enough which is maybe why I shouldn't be on this podcast I just have to shut up enough to let the product be exposed and let the product's legitimacy carry it that's what we're trying to do so anytime anything comes in with these new ways that we could do something new or better or a different handle, or what if you made 112 different heads and 15 types of aggression and start selling multi-combo packs and how come you don't have t-shirts for sale? I'm just like, I don't know how to make t-shirts. Like that's not my business. My business is Ryan and Brad made a really, really good razor. That's what we want to expose to the world. So that's, and their team, by the way, anyone listening, you ever want to know how to cut something? You ever want to know how to fix something? Skip the MBA skip the business guys, skip the spreadsheets, go talk to the machinists. Machinists made this product. I didn't. So when you want to talk about how to cut hair and cutting angles and force vectors and all these other things that I only barely understand because I've been around them long enough. And if anybody in the comments, you read any of the comments, I have to often say things ask backwards and forwards in which ways, because it's not native. My, it's not my native tongue. My job is just simply expose this thing to the best way that I know how. And so the best way I know how is the, the product is just, it's, it's, it's really good and we have to stay focused on it. And where I think a lot of companies run foul is they have a good product, but their knee-jerk reaction to like optimize and improve is like incessant. And it's almost like, why? You know, Elon says a really good engineers are often get foiled by the fact that they engineer problems they ought not be engineering, you know? Um, he says, you know, when you go to, when you go to university, one of the downfalls is you have to answer your professor's dumb questions. Sometimes, sometimes you can't just say, Hey, I don't want to engineer this problem. I don't want to deal with it. So Henson has all these opportunities and my God, my email bit, all of these opportunities for what we could be doing next and what it could look like and how many different variations we could be making and how to, we did the math. We have 30,000 customers. If 10% of those customers bought lotion at an average gross margin of 99, uh, 99, 90, 80% on an extra $28, like you, you're talking an extra nine, that's an extra, look, there's a couple million bucks there that's sitting there because we didn't sell lotions. Like doesn't really show up in the spreadsheets as a good idea, but if you're focused on your product, the rest will seem like a distraction. So what we need to do is tether the inbound requests through the focus of where we're going. So that's a, a long and horribly <laughs> long-winded version of we're trying to stay focused while being respectful of the people and what got us here. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I saw this as a question. This is probably, this just kind of came to, to mind. Um, I have like, you know, no idea if it's a good idea or not. Um, I have what no idea consider? what I just said was a good idea. <laughs> we're, we're all in no idea land here, by the way. It was just, we're all just guessing. <laughs> Would it be like, would it be worth it to look into making your own blades? Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> John, get ready to cut this section out. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Okay. We don't, we, we didn't want to make our own blades. Okay. <laughs> um, so let me just tell you what goes into blade making is a lot. Uh, if I were to say the term disintermediation, does everybody know what that means? Like where there's, okay, there's um, a real estate broker, the, pardon me, there's the buyer, there's the real estate broker, and then there's the house seller. 
Mm-hmm. If you were to like disintermediate the real estate agent, you'd like knock on the door, not call the realtor and just go and make someone an offer on their house. Okay. Right. You've okay. disintermediated, you've, you've skipped the realtor. So to me, disintermediation comes after competence. You skip somebody once you're competent or if you're competent. And to disintermediate somebody for business gains before competence is the first step in the death of a business, in my opinion. Uh, why am I like buying computer monitors like a sucker? You know, Acer sitting here making all this money. I have no business making computer monitors. I will buy computer monitors from Best Buy and they will deliver it and I will have somebody plug them in. I have no intention of getting into the monitor business. That would be a distraction for me because I don't bring enough value proposition to disintermediate Acer. They can take their 32% gross margin. Thank you very much. I'm not in the monitor business. So when companies want to disintermediate or kick out other companies, it's because they have competence that supersedes all of the other options. And when you see businesses that get into sketchy land or don't go there, or I would have some siren alerting them saying, caution, do not do this, is when their attempt to get into a new market and disintermediate somebody else is done by justification of profits. They want to do it. They want to be good at it because they want the money from it. That is not our goal. Our goal is not to just do whatever we have to do to make the most amount of money possible. Our goal is to do whatever we have to do to be competent. So what that means is we wanted to find the best blades that we could. So um, we uh, were reached out to by uh, Rocky over at RK Blades. And his verbiage, uh, RK Blades has, I think, 40 or 50% market share in India. I think they sell like 350 million blades a month. Um, and they've got really good market share in the Middle East, but no market share in America, which I don't care. I'm not a wet shaver, right? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Elon talks a lot about, you know, rock, he's like doing things in rockets because he's new. He looked at it with a fresh perspective. Maybe the fact that we're not in the business is kind of working to our favor or it's not. I don't know. Time will tell. However, here's, I digress. The... Um, when Rocky was talking to me about the blades that he makes, A, he uses a carbide that means that it can hold a sharper point. B, he's got a really good grind. And C, he's got really good uh, positional consistency. And positional consistency just means our razor is only as good as the, the blade that our, our holder is only as good as the blade that sits in it. And the reason that we chose Astra, not because it's the sharpest, people are like, feathers sharper. I'm like, yes, I know that. Uh, we're aware that there are sharper blades. Um, imagine a spreadsheet where you're like sharpness, uh, consistency and, um, strength and I'll say hardness or how long they can hold a a knife's edge for all get put into a spreadsheet and they get aggregated and weighted based on how important each of them are. Astra won the spreadsheet. Okay. They had the, they had the most consistent positional, uh, the whole, uh, I just had it here a second ago. So the, just the, the post, the post holes yeah. on the, on the blade, I'm going to go on video for those that are talking, uh, just where these, uh, holes are on the blade. So they asked her one that, so when Rocky reached out to us from RK, we were like, Hey, this is all we care about. And all of a sudden I got this like 25 minute answer on all of the things that he does in his factory, replacing his die grinds, pardon me, uh, keeping his dies, uh, consistent, um, his grinding wheels and excuse me, and how, how often he replaces those. So he knows how on, on spec his final grind is. And when we looked under at his product under the microscope, it looked really good. 
like really good. So we kind of said to him, we were like, look, you know, we have no intention of making a blade. He's like, dude, I've been in the shaving business for 40 years and your handle is the one that we think is the best. And we want to come into the North American market and Mm -hmm. we want to do it partnering with like who we think best represents the core principles that made RK good in India. I said, bro, you're speaking my language. So then all we did was we came up with a box design and a new blade spec. So we sent him exactly what we wanted our blades to be if we were to magically make a blade ourselves. He then came back, made that blade spot on spec. And like, I remember CMM, uh, uh, like imagine a big, huge machine with probes that's the size of a, a kid's bedroom that has a giant con- not concrete ceramic table on it for measuring. This machine, we put the, the blades on and it measures to, I think like five or six decimals. And um, he, he hit like right exactly like what we wanted on positional accuracy and he holds a really, so we put it into the razor, we gave it to, we put it into the handle and we gave it to a bunch of people. And there's a few people in our lives that like, no matter how many good reviews we get, they're just like, you know, Hey Dan, congratulations, 144 countries, slow clap. I still get red marks. So we have a few of those like mm-hmm. people who are still in our lives that are, and then we gave this to them and they were like, solved. So we think we might have something for that very few percentage, uh, a very small percentage of the market who is not winning with Astra. And um, we were like, how do we price it? What do we do? We're putting it on the market for 10 bucks for a hundred blades. Like not much, like a little more than, not cost, but it, it, it's not a, a gouging model. And um, so we're bringing them in from India with our branding on them. And we are just so happy with how they're made. And they're mm-hmm. on sale, I think like Wednesday of next week. And it's not oh. even going to be a big thing. Oh, wow. We're, we're not, I don't even think we're, well, I don't know if they're going to tweet it or whatever, or, or social, yeah. but it's not, it's just going to be like, Hey, this is what we're using now. Okay. And it's not going to be like a, like we're not having an event with yeah. or yeah. foggers. It's just, it's a really good blade. It's not the best blade. It's a friggin' good blade. And the reason I say it's not the best isn't because I like one more and couldn't get it. It's because I do not believe that you can arguably say that you have the best blade because it all depends on skin and elasticity yep. and all these other things. Yep. It's a really good blade. That's all. And um, we really like the material that it uses. We like how hard it is. And we like the grind that they hold on the end. It's a really sharp blade. And we've done some mm. testing on sharpness and it holds up very well. So um, no, we don't want to make a blade ever. And I would just as soon find someone who's the best and partner with them. So um, we have a bit of margin on our Astro blades and we're, we're basically holding the same margin. Like we're going to come in at probably half the price of uh, what I would call, um, I don't want to say inferior because I think it's still objective with blades. Like I think there's still a preference there, but from what our definition of what we're looking for, consistency, sharpness, and hardness and um, and accuracy, that's consistency. Why well, have another one when you don't need to? Uh, it's literally the same. Uh, it's just, they, they were objectively uh, what we found to be the best uh, for our handle. And so that's uh, next week. And I don't even, it's, I don't know. If, I think we'll probably say something about it just so people know, but it's that we don't want to make a big thing out of it. Okay. But I mean, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty exciting. And uh, I, I, I'm definitely... I'm interested in picking some up and trying it out just because you, so. you, yeah. sold, you sold me. You, you sold me on it. 
Well, but also, <laughs> no, no, but Oops. like you said, it's very like blades, especially amongst all different pieces of uh, of a shave, are so subjective. And like, yeah, and at the same time, people are very loyal, you know, loyal, brand loyal to what, what they like. But um, in the end, it's like it's one of those things. You, you try it, you try it in your favorite razors, not just one, because it's not going to behave the same in the the AL thirteen as it is in an, another you know razor that you might have around. So it's it's a little like for, you know, for for a hobby it's it's fun it's fun to try and tweak so you you definitely perked my ears. Cool. <laughs> to, to well, for the low low price of ten bucks you can. Yeah. Have, uh, oh right to to try it out too it's not I'm not like you know oh and play, the other thing mortgage. um the other thing we're gonna just stick it on Amazon <laughs> it's not gonna be because because they're 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 gonna they're gonna be they're gonna do they're gonna do great on shipping. So oh, like, okay. I'd be worried that you'd go to our site and just yeah. select so we can make, I mean, like Amazon, they take, I don't know what percentage, just so we can make a couple bucks more. We have to charge you 10 bucks for shipping. That's not fair. So that'll just go on Amazon. It'll be on our site also for when you buy. I, have, okay. I don't expect that. It, I mean, if you want to, you can give us $10 for shipping and it's, it's unnecessary. But if you go to Amazon <laughs> and you have a, a prime membership, just assume buy it there. Again, the purpose behind this isn't the, 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 the dollars. Um, I think we've got like a respectable mm. margin on it. Not really where you'd want to be, but you, we've got a respectable margin on it. But the purpose of this again is just to complete the story of um, almost like someone doing something that you wish was done. We we want to keep making decisions for the company. Not, I'll tell you, man. I said this to somebody the other day. Um, I have been in, uh, my background was consulting before this, um, digital media consulting, e-commerce and publications. Like uh, me and a couple other guys started uh, moneywise.com and we've, 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 we've scaled companies before. And so from that, I went into consulting and I will tell you, there is a photograph of you as a stick person on the boardroom wall. And their goal is to get money from your pocket to the companies. That's their job all day long. What new products can we make? How can we tweak them? What ongoing revenues can we build? What subscriptions can we sign you up for? It is a constant game of how do we drive money from the business to, from the consumer to the business. And this is fine. We're all okay with it because it gets us the newest iPhone. And, you know, we have now phones that can take, I don't know, x-ray vision bullshit. Like there's just, they're just amazing because of this principle. So I'm not, I'm not flacking on it. Mm-hmm. But in the back of everybody's mind, there's a lot of people that are probably like, give me something good and shut up. You know, like you're not a part of my, I don't want to be a part of everybody's day. I don't want everybody thinking about, you know, us and getting emails from us and hearing updates from our, I don't want to be in your living room. I'm not your friend. I'm a person who thought I could make a really great product. And if it's great, then great. And if it's not, then move along. Our goal is to make a a product and a company the way that ugh, everybody just kind of wishes that you did, you know? So, I mean, am I, are we going to come out with a lotion when I'm Godsmacked by a lotion that, you know, found some, we, if we were to come up with a lotion, it would be like the extract. It would be like, Oh, you mix one drop of this in with a cup of water and you have lotion for like a year. It'd be like, we would find the most hyper efficient, super cost efficient, non-ongoing revenue. Like, we would just find a way to do it with such competence. And that's why I'm going, I don't see it because I don't know how I'm going to do that. So the goal of the, the company is to be kind of the way we would, we would hope that someone was and don't, don't, we're not, you know, we're not mother Teresa over here. This is for profit. 
our just our aim to have more profit is by hopefully doing the right thing and then people will care enough to say something that's mm -hmm. that's we're, we're we're trying to make money just like everybody else we're just trying to do it in a different way and my hope to do it is my bet is you know you don't there are companies all around the world who are currently spending tons and tons of money to try to get into my brother's shop. That's all their job is, is how, who can we send up there? How can we get somebody, how can we grow with them? They've got satellite manufacturers sending teams in to schmooze them saying, how can we take over more of your machines? When you find somebody so competent as them, that's the, that's the card we're sitting on. Now imagine I come in with like an okay lotion. It's like, nah, you can't. The product's too good. Mm. So we now just have to protect the rest of the company to make sure that we keep up with what we feel the product's competence is. And by the way, if it sounds like I'm high on my own product, sorry, I like it. Um, I think that we've got something interesting where if we keep reading reviews from people, they keep telling us that it's something that they think is interesting. So I think what we want to do is just really not screw that up. So that's kind of how all my answers are going to keep coming back to like, we're just going to try to do what we think everybody would want us to do. It's funny. Cause like the way you like, talk about this, um, I doubt there are many people that um, listen or watch the YouTuber known as Mr. Beast. Um, he's basically the biggest YouTuber right now like, uh, uh, in terms of making videos. He makes ridiculous videos. I don't really watch them, but I, I saw a podcast. I listened to a podcast with him and he said, all I want to do is make the best videos possible. And, and that's how he ended up answering a lot of like, oh, what's in the future, right? He's like, I just want to make the best videos possible. Right. Any money that like, you know, I make from the, from the channel is just going to go back into the channel to make the best videos possible. Yeah. And, and, and it just seems like that, like you just want to make the best product possible why go in why look into making new products because i believe in this one i believe that we have a an excellent product uh you know and and so we're gonna we're gonna put that at the forefront you know we don't we don't like like in smartphones you know we don't need a a budget model we don't need a mid-tier we have our flagship model and we know it's really good and that's what we're gonna go with and then we'll have the gold-plated titanium the titanium <laughs> one for the people that want to flex you know? one, but yeah. guess but guess what yeah, you know, it's we have a good product. That's, it, that's so, exactly right. Yeah. Apple, Apple crushed that, right? Like Apple has this really interesting tendency of like being late to the punch, but then pretending they're not late to the punch, but then secretly they're a lot further ahead the line. I don't know if you ever <laughs> want to research it, but there's this company called Magic. I believe it's called Magic Systems. Apple acquired them in I think 1987. If I'm not wrong, someone's gonna like tell me that I'm wrong, and maybe it's like 1984. Apple, excuse me, Apple had the basic. Um, the basic framework of the iPhone, like back in the eighties, you know, they sat on that. They like Microsoft came out with like iPads five, eight, no, my five years, ago, five years before Apple came out with the iPad, Microsoft was out with them. Market wasn't ready for it yet. Apple's got this huge tendency of like sitting there in the back room, like waiting until you're finished and then coming in and being like the hero because they've analyzed how everybody else reacted. And so there's this thing that not many people pay attention to, but there's this thing in business where if you take a step, you need to be able to support the step. You need to be able to like, you need to be, you need to be confident that that step is the right step. So for me, I'm just like, why don't we just take less steps? 
you know, like if every step I told you that you were on a shaky bridge, you'd walk pretty slow. And I'm not saying our company's on a shaky bridge, but we have a reputation to uphold for like the, the, the razor's really good. So I want to step really slowly and step really carefully because we can't screw that up. And I think one of the things that Apple does really well is they wait until other people have taken the step, watch where they failed, and then they come in after without those broken broken pieces. And then they they can run really fast because they know that they're on the right trajectory. So um, mm-hmm. we're kind of trying to model that at the same time. My business model, uh, my business partner, Ashley, you know, we call him Captain Horizon because he'll like stub his toe and he won't even care because in five years he knows where he's going to be. And this is just something along the way. So he's like very much on team. Like this is going to be a generational company. Henson's not here to go raise capital. And, you know, somebody said to me a while back, they're like, what's the difference between Henson and the razor I learned to shave on 15 years ago? I was like, well, for one thing, if it was a Henson, you'd still have it. And she's like, Oh my God. Like, it finally clicked in her head. Like we're not here to like be gone in five years. We're not here to make a new product every year and like slay dragons and post wicked quarterly earnings and be the fastest growing. We're here to show the world what a ridiculous commitment to precision. I hate this precision. We're here to show like what actual aerospace machining can be for your face. That's the mission. Nothing else. Everything else is just noise. Everything else is just marketing gobbledygook. So we're we're just trying to we're just trying to like do do right by that. Yeah. The YouTube ads question. I don't get YouTube oh, ads because I pay for YouTube Premium. Oh, do I miss so, that one? Oh, I'm sorry. So I didn't even know. I didn't even know that you guys do ads. <laughs> so I'm like YouTube ads. What are those? But I don't. I don't. I don't I don't know if he like missed that. It's just what's been the spend on YouTube ads? They seem to have slowed down because uh, they were fairly ubiquitous for a while. I don't know. So um, I, I don't. I, I I mean, I'm guessing that you guys like you know did a bunch of YouTube ads and then maybe they've slowed down so people aren't seeing them. Like I said, I pay for YouTube Premium, so I don't see any ads. Right. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, uh, yeah, we're, we are still advertising on YouTube. Um, we are, um, I mean, if I can talk about ads for, for a minute. Sure. Oh, of course. It, this has been the absolute bane of our existence is finding a way to market this product that's within Integris lines to our mandate, Mm. our mandate, our, our path that we've, that we've chosen. Um, I, uh, I have a couple of boxes around the office here of other razors and the words, the words, the words, the words that they use, they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. They use the nicest words. And then you look at the product under the scope and you're like, for real, like the, it, there's not a connection between marketing and, and, and life. You know what I mean? And so what we're trying to do is we're constantly trying to find a way to say, um, here's the connection between marketing and life. And so um, once we figure out how to say that, um, then I believe, I think we can have a better approach to advertising right now. Currently, our approach to advertising is me sitting in front of a bloody machine literally a week after we started the company being like, um, here's why we did it. And I'm like a bumbling fool, but it's doing okay. And it's the word that's getting out there. 
and um, that's all we got. And we've hired all these agencies and, 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 and oh God, uh, like we've hired marketers and it, it's no good. They're at, they produce ads, they produce junky mm. ads. And um, so we're working on one right now where it's all CGI and it basically shows you like a golf ball, a, a, a quarter, a dime, the Henson, and then it, it like zooms in like a lot. And then the, it shows the room for error. And it's like, it, ta- it shows a hair and the hair is like this big on your computer screen. And then the room for error is like a pixel. And you can only see it if you like zoom in and in and in. It's like, that's what two tenths looks like. It's like, that's what we do. We have a razor that's accurate so that it works. It's like how you do that in a YouTube ad is like really tricky. And we've hired three companies now to do it and they all suck. So we didn't air any of them. So um, wow. we're, we're trying to make something that will, in my opinion, represent uh, the product. And I think that'll be out in about a month. Um, and until then, it's just my ugly mug saying why we did what we did. And yeah, we are still advertising on YouTube and the reason that that person who asked that question will be seeing them less is strictly because uh, we control how often people see our ads that we're not like harassing them. So after they see an ad a couple of times, we'll, we'll usually make rules and and policies that that it it doesn't follow them. Uh, If they keep clicking on the ad, then actually it'll keep following you. So news alert, if you keep saying our ads, it's because you keep engaging with them. So stop it. Uh, <laughs> uh, if, if you don't click or engage with Hanson. me, they'll, they'll quietly go away. Okay. Yeah. You're not click on the ad, just by Hanson. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, leave it alone. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for tackling that question. Yeah, I think that it's, I mean, it's, everything else, I mean, yeah. in general, um, you had mentioned Ken's question, John, uh, on like do your users like tend to be enthusiasts or hobbyists but i mean i figure at 30,000 yeah like you you're just you're definitely you had the the, the um, was it the early adopters right the people that were willing to stand in line like the apple you know the whole uh, like day apple one. analogy the people day you know folks. day one standing yeah. in line etc and then now it's starting to just shift it's shifting now. If we, if we, uh, most of our inbounds, uh, people emailing us now are telling us they're coming from MultiBlade, and I'm starting to figure out that there's a there's a pretty big gap in the market between, because I think a lot of people have tried safety razors, not knowing what they were doing, and they cut themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. And Definitely. so they went back to cartridge razors because they don't require a learning curve. And now we're telling you that you can have the shave of a safety razor, but with the learning curve of a cartridge razor, which is zero. So we're starting to attract a different audience. And that's where I said my, my relationship with the wet shaving community is going to be, you know, we're a, we're a gateway drug. I hope that people, I hope that people start using the Henson and I hope that I, we help grow the soap market. I hope that we can tell everybody about all the artisans that are out there and how beautiful mm. some of the soaps are that they make and they can go and explore those, which is by the way, another huge plus one to not getting into that space because we don't want to own it. We want to support it. Yeah. Um, we, we just want, if we can, if we can be some rain that helps water some gardens, then, then that's great. And I think based on our manufacturing and, and what we're scaling up, we have, we have a 40, 45, a 40,000 square foot facility. We have a, a huge shop and uh, I think probably like 20 or 30, probably 30 or maybe 40. I don't know the number, but see, we have like 30, 40 CNC machines. Like it is a, it, the shop is humming. 
And so we're going to continue to scale our production just as fast as the market continues to show that they want the product. And so we're, we're scaling fairly quickly right now. And um, so, um, yeah, I would really hope that I would say in 2022, we're going to bring tens of thousands of people into the community. I do want to mention that I know we've been talking for more than an hour now and it's, it's, I don't know. I think we have a very solid idea of what Henson Shaming is and kind of like a mission statement, even long-term how you, you know, how you want to be perceived. So normally, you know, I'd ask the question, what can we expect in the coming months, in the coming year? And I know the answer to that. Same thing. I know the the answer to that already. So instead the best razor possible. Yeah. So I, I do have a different question for you um, to kind of uh, as as we're kind of winding things down is that um, you've described what the typical consumer and, and hobbyist interaction is let's say with uh, your competitors with other razor makers which is you buy a model you love it and you see what else they have right you change a base plate you change a different I, I mentioned you know people were asking about slant razors single edge razors all that that's not what you guys are about clearly. So, um, because we're not like jumping from hype release to hype release in, in your ideal world, what is the relationship between wood shaving hobbyists and Henson shaving? Like, what might that look like? A gateway drug. Like if, um, if we can expose people to, um, I mean, I'm making this up on the fly here, but like imagine mini putt. I imagine there's some people that are interested in golf because they used to play mini putt. Now, is mini putt the game that they played forever? I don't know. I imagine that I think there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to use our product and never experiment with another razor again, ever. They're going to be like, this does the job and it does the job great. And then there's going to be a ton of people that are like, now, 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 what else is out there? Like, so I think that the relationship that Henson is going to have with the wet shaving community in a perfect world is likely going to be where Henson is respected for what it is and not hated for what it isn't. Oftentimes people ask us questions about why we're not doing blank. And I'm going, because we didn't create it to do blank. Acknowledge that you wish that we did, but we didn't. Now, maybe we're wrong that we didn't, but we didn't. It's like, someone's like, where were you yesterday at eight o'clock? I'm like at my house where I was supposed to be. I didn't know I was supposed to be somewhere else. We, we're trying to do what we say we want to do and not claiming to do a whole bunch of stuff. We're not. So a lot of people are holding us to uh, a lot of people are holding us to a standard that we didn't actually ever claim that we wanted to be. Like if someone said, Oh, this is not nearly aggressive enough. I don't know where on the website it says that we want to be an aggressive razor. Like we're here to be like a safe razor or shave that people really like. We're not here to, you know, I think some people like, knowing that if they screw up, they could cut their chaotic artery and lay down. Like that's a risk. That's, that's like driving a car fast around a corner. Like people want to know that it requires skill. Don't buy our product. We're not here to be something that you can learn um, to manage risk on. We're here to give you something that accomplishes a job that we say that we can do. And so I think the relationship that we'd want to have with the wet shaving community is one where they appreciate what we are and 
don't aspire for us to be something that we're not. All right. Well, I, yeah, I, I think I think we can uh, we should wrap things up here. So let me just say thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on to the podcast. It, it was so really eye opening. You know, I think um, you were just really just open about what Henson Shaving is about, what what you are about, what you guys are trying to do, and I think the, you know the best thing we can do is just wish you success. Um, this year, I, I do really hope that more people new to wet shaving discover the Henson because I, I truly do you know agree and believe that it's a great razor to, to, to start out on or that could be your forever razor if you want it to be so thank you again yeah thank you guys so much we appreciate the time um and uh we we owe uh, I want to say thank you to the wet shaving community no matter where you sit um we've had haters and we've had lovers but no matter what lovers is weird um <laughs> no matter what uh where people sit um, we owe a lot, a lot to, um, we owe a lot to the community and that's where I'm, my position is that we're here to serve the community now. And, um, it, we don't, we don't, uh, if there's anything that we can do that the community wants us to do, um, a short of changing the business model of the company, I'm very happy to oblige. I'll do my best to, uh, I mean, uh, aggressive aluminum. I've talked to my brothers about it on the way home. So I'll, uh, I don't know if that's a thing. That's a thing. I'll, I'll wait to hear from you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Great. See you, dude. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Henson Shaving. You can find all their links as well as the links for Gerard and myself in the show notes. If you have the means and would like to support the show, please go check out the Lather Talk Patreon page and become a patron. You'll get access to bonus content, behind the scenes footage, and much more. For more information, just head over to www.patreon.com slash ladder talk. Again, that link is www.patreon.com slash ladder talk. Some other ways to help support the show include leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We hope you guys are doing well, and we'll catch you next episode. Take care.